kind of universal. If you're generally focusing on helping people that it's good for you in a business networking setting, you get attention back when you give attention. And those are universals regardless of what platform you're on in social media, regardless of whether you're in an offline setting or an online setting even. It's still, it's still valuable to pay attention to people. A decade ago, Jay Palter moved from metropolitan Toronto, 2,200 miles west, to the wide open spaces of Alberta. It was there that he realized that businesses were struggling to connect and communicate online. So he founded his own social advisory firm to do just that. Since then, Jay's become a leading fintech influencer by helping business leaders engage through social networks on behalf of their companies. We discussed Jay's three principles of social networking and how people can best leverage the human element in online communications on this episode of the Wealth Management Today podcast. back. I'm glad you're here for another episode of the Wealth Management Today podcast. I'm your host, Craig Eskowitz, and I'm bringing you new ideas from people who are on the leading edge of technology and innovation in our industry. I run a consulting and research firm called Ezra Group, and we help broker-dealers, banks, asset managers, and RIAs to make better technology decisions. And before we start, I'd like to remind you to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. That would be awful. So, are you ready for this episode? Well, it's starting right now. And my guest on this episode of the Wealth Management Day podcast is Jay Palter, Chief Engagement Officer of Jay Palter Social Advisory. Hey, Jay. Hey, Craig. Welcome to the program. It's so happy to be here, I place in quotes. All right, here, we're both here in our own little here's. That's right. We are here Which working from our home offices. Right, and where is your office? My office is in Calgary, Canada. Beautiful Calgary. I've never been there. Spectacularly beautiful. I'm in New Jersey, which has its beautiful parts, but not quite as beautiful as Calgary, I would say. I would agree with you. So Jay, um, you know, we've been friends for a while, we've been on social media for a while, and I really wanted to get you on the program, uh, and now seems like a great time since everyone's stuck at home uh, and realizing that they need to engage the people and, and be online and, and figure out how to do that, and you're really the best person I know to do that, seeing that you're an influencer extraordinaire across multiple social media platforms, and this is really your business. Can you give a quick... 30-second elevator pitch of the Jay Palter Social Advisory Company. I will do that. What we, uh, what we do, Craig, uh, today and what we're going to talk about today is very much what we have always talked about, which is uh, I, my view is that every business's social network is uh, in many ways the most important business asset they have. And, and our digital social networking tools today are very valuable for engaging and uh, building value in that business network. So uh, what we do is help companies and specifically help individual leaders and companies uh, to leverage the value, uh, build value and leverage value in their digital social networks online. 
I wanted to bring up uh, the article that you just published just a little while ago. You got that out really fast. I'm really impressed that you could uh, push this out. The, um, it's on LinkedIn, on the LinkedIn blogging site. Uh, it's called Social Networking Just Got Way More Important uh, for obvious reasons. So I just wanted to walk through a couple of the points of that article. Uh, but what was your, obviously, I know, I, I get, I figure out what, a, what the motivation is, but what was, what were you thinking when you wrote this article? Well, as I indicate, we, we really have been talking about this and the message in that article is very similar to everything I've been saying for years, in fact, that we, we have very powerful tools at our disposal today in digital social networks. And we have people that are, uh, that are part of our businesses that, you know, are our are, are clients, our prospects, uh, our friends, uh, influencers, and people we know in the space, uh, colleagues, uh, all kinds of folks who are on these networks. And uh, we need to be, I guess, more efficient, effective, uh, focused on how we use and leverage those social networks um, So for our business purposes. So, you know, recognizing clearly we were all going to be attending less in-person events, uh, having less in-person meetings, it made sense to just focus people on the, the value and the opportunity of being uh, online and building value in your, in your social network. And, and I tried to identify some key principles that you should be guided by and to try to uh, even be some focus on some tactics that would make a lot of sense if you uh, had some more time in your hands, which we all seem to have now. We all seem to have that, although not us. We already were working from home, so we've already got our schedules built in to maximize our usage of our time. But looking at the article, which I really like, I think a lot of everyone should read it on LinkedIn. Social networking just got way more important because of coronavirus, and it's from Jay Palter. You can look him up on LinkedIn and find this article. So tell me about, tell me about principle one. Social networking tools are constantly changing. What do you mean by that? Look, the principle is uh, a lot of the advice that I talk about in the article and in general are, um, are universal principles of, of human networks and social interaction and personal relationship building. The tools will constantly change. We have in the past several years, I've been very focused on using Twitter as a, as a tool for building business relationships and gathering information and, and getting to meet new people. I think the tools are the way Twitter works is changing all the time. Even the use of Twitter is I've noticed been um, falling among the, the folks that I have relationships with and it's been moving to LinkedIn and LinkedIn itself. Those tools change all the time. They can change overnight. Certain things work one day and then um, they change the way the tool works. So I, I think what I'm really trying to emphasize is that the principles of social networking are, are kind of universal even in an offline and an offline and an online way. Um, and what changes is just some of the tactical things, the way that you implement the same principles in these various platforms. And that's an important thing to recognize. Right. So what you're saying is that the, the tools, I mean, the outward appearance of the tools look the same, but how it works underneath is changing all the time. Yeah. I mean, how, how, uh, yeah. So functionality is going to change and the tool of the day is going to change. And some of the tactical things we might do are going to change, but I'm also, I'm also trying to emphasize that, that there's human, there's human principles, there's psychology principles. I mean, if you, if you, if you're good to people, if you help people, if you are kind to people online, if you're generous in the time you invest in them, in helping them 
uh, you know, helping promote their content, helping engage in conversation on posts that they make. That, that is kind of universal. If you're generally focusing on helping people that it's good for you in a business networking setting, you get attention back when you give attention. And those are universals regardless of what platform you're on in social media, regardless of whether you're in an offline setting or an online setting even. It's still, it's still valuable to pay attention to people. Yeah, that always reminds me of one of the first books I ever read uh, in business was uh, Dale Carnegie, right? how to uh, how to win friends and influence people. And it's you if you want people to be interested in you, you need to be interested in them. And it's hard for some people to realize because I think in general humans are narcissistic. Uh, not all humans, of course, but I think that it's human nature to think about yourself. Uh, it's hard to realize that you need to give back and, and, uh, and help someone else. And then, you know, it's, you can also attribute it to karma. You know, it, it, what goes around comes around. Well, for sure. And I, th I think we've also been, social networks have been packaged and delivered to us and, and, and translated to us as these platforms for marketing and advertising and selling. And I think, I mean, they certainly can be used in those ways and there's, there's nothing wrong with, with looking at them from that point of view. But, but I think we do that sometimes at the exclusion of recognizing they're also social platforms that, I mean, they're called social networks for a reason. People have relationships with each other on them. I mean, look in the world today, you know, people are going online to date more and more, find spouses and find partners. Um, so it's, it should be no surprise that we, we should look at digital social networks as places where we can discover new people that might be important to our business Maybe they're employees in the future. Maybe they're just partners. Maybe they're influencers in the space. I mean, we, we need to recognize that social networks are places where we should go to build relationships that are central to our businesses. I mean, every business that I know, a social network is a really huge part of, of the business. I mean, I often use a Venn diagram that looks at the three types of capital that you need to achieve ROI and succeed in your business. There's financial capital, uh, which we understand is investments and assets. There's human capital, which are employees and knowledge and skill, and there's social capital, which are relationships and, 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 and long-term engagements and, and just real social capital that people feel goodwill towards you and your business and will and we'll try to help you, will want to help you. Uh, that social leads networks into are social capital. Sorry, I missed that. Say that again? Yeah, so, so the conclusion of that is that social networks are really for building this, this type of capital that is essential for your business to succeed, the social capital. We're just taking a quick break from this episode to talk about one of my favorite sponsors, the Invest in Others Foundations. Uh, the Invest in Others Foundation is a charity that helps advisors uh, raise money for their charities, individual charities for different advisors. Uh, they uh, allow you to nominate and you can sponsor different philanthropies. Uh, you can volunteer. They have a number of different uh, grant programs. One of them is called Grants for Good. It provides opportunities for advisors to secure funding for specific programs or projects on behalf of nonprofits that they support. Uh, I do a lot of uh, help work with uh, Invest in Others and I help judge some of these uh, advisors and it's really tough, I tell you. They'll give me 10 different advisors of all kinds of charities and doing all kinds of fantastic work. Uh, there's a, a great advisor, uh, Mike Mayernick, who won the Global Impact Award. He did this uh, through his charity uh, work in Uganda, uh, where they adopted their daughter 10 years ago. And Mike's charity is called Love One International. Uh, again, this is a charity that um, invests in others 
gave money to. So Mike's charity provides medical care, food distribution, tuition, and training for children in Uganda uh, in this community. Uh, does some really good work, uh, really saving people's lives. So if you're looking for somewhere to uh, invest some charitable donations, I'd recommend the Invest in Others Foundation, investinothers.org. And that leads into principle two, your network is the most valuable business asset you have. And this is something which has always been true. It's, it's just even more true now. And as a consultant, I, I get this at least once a month. I get people reaching out to me. Hey, I'm thinking of leaving my current job. and I want to be a consultant or to get another job. And how do I, you know, what should I do on LinkedIn to, to make that work? And it's like, you, they, they see it as a one shot deal. Like I just got to do a couple of things and, that'll improve my social network and then I can get a better job or I can become a consultant. And that's not really the way it works, is it? No, the, the way it works, and this has been said something that, you know, I heard a long time ago is social, social networks and social media in general are going to be very valuable for you, but you need to start using them and, and contributing to them, investing in them long before you really quote unquote need them. Uh, like you're looking for a new job or you're, you're looking for a new opportunity of some kind. So absolutely, uh, I, I believe this in my work. I, I think very few people who run a business, work in a business, would deny that their, their social networks are, and the relationships they have, the people who know them, you know, the goodwill that they've built up with those folks uh, is a really huge part of their success in, in their career and business and life. And uh, and, and, you know, my, my principle is very simple, which is if you recognize that, then you should be doing everything you can to, to build that value. The way you build that value is you, you use your network to help people, you use your network to, you know, maintain those relationships, nurture them. I mean, it's great to meet people at conferences when conferences were happening and they will happen again in the future uh, at some point. Um, but what's really valuable is what happens in the 51 weeks in between a conference that you attend every year and, and social networks give you this great opportunity to build value in those relationships. Um, so yeah, I mean, people need to be thinking about that before they're trying to cash out the value of their network. They need to be investing and building that value. Exactly. It's like, you know, you could say it's a bank account. You got to make the deposits before yeah. you can take a withdrawal. That's right. And you, you exactly, you got you to gotta pay, you, you talked about attention earlier, you have to pay attention to earn attention. That's one of the basic principles of social networking. You don't typically succeed. I mean, you can go out and pay for advertising for sure. You turn on the faucet, start paying for advertising, your ads will pop up all over the place. As soon as you stop paying, you'll disappear. And that's the difference between kind of an earned value of social networking of being online adding value having conversations being visible to people is that it has a greater longevity it lasts longer and and you build relationships with people people are seeking you out people are paying attention to you because you've invested in them for a period of time yes then they they come to rely on you and they look to you for help and when, when they need it and you should be there for them because then you're going to need them at some point that's 100% correct. And that actually leads into the third principle that, that I talked about in that article, which was, uh, which was the, uh, the acronym ABC that we're all familiar with in sales, which is always be closing, is I would argue precisely the opposite of what should motivate your activity 
on social networking. I would suggest you should always be opening on social networks. You should be uh, generous in giving away value and insight you should, and attention. You, sh you should be looking for new opportunities. I, I can't even tell you how many, how many folks that I meet through our engagement. You know, we, I, we comment, we have a little exchange, we look at a few other things that each of us has shared or written realize that we should be connected. We should pay attention to each other. Uh, you know, you, you can really discover new people and new connections online that are very valuable to you without going, you know, without traveling halfway around the world to go to a conference, for instance. Uh, and, and, and we may not be doing that for some time. We may not be doing it for some time. And so it's really critical to figure out the, the resources we have at our disposal. I mean, social, social networks and LinkedIn in particular, in the old days we had, we had a Rolodex and if you're old enough, you understand a Rolodex was this brilliant invention of a, you know, a turning, rolling thing that we had index cards in that had the phone number and at some point later the email address of, of these people in our network all organized alphabetically. And you know, today, if you look at social networks like LinkedIn, they're effectively similar kinds of things. I mean, any CRM effectively does that, has all your contact information. The difference with LinkedIn, though, is it reveals to you not only who you have in your network, but it, whose other network these same people are in and how we're all connected to each other. Now that can be turned off as a feature of LinkedIn. You can, you can obscure to others, you know, block their ability to see who you're connected to. But that's actually one of the most interesting parts of that network is it, it creates a, a, a value that's greater than the Rolodex ever was because it's everybody's Rolodex that's interconnected. And, uh, and that's a very powerful thing for business, for you to be able to see a new person you really want to get to know is connected to, for instance, Craig. Uh, and so I can have a conversation with Craig and say, what do you know about this person? And can you introduce me? And I think we have an opportunity we could really add value to that person and what they're doing. Um, that's a huge opportunity that I think a lot of folks are not uh, fully appreciating and, and certainly not leveraging. And it doesn't even have to only be in a sales situation any kind of reason that you, you know, you might see someone you can help. You might see somebody, um, you know, that you have another reason to be connected to. And uh, it's hugely powerful in social networks. Yeah. And one thing you wrote was that there are huge conglomerations of individual one-on-one -on -one relationships, but altogether they become very powerful. Yeah, they, they really they really do in a collective way become um, be, become a, a whole that's greater than the sum of the parts. And at the same time, I you know I'm a huge advocate that individuals. I mean, social networks are really made for individuals to build relationships with other individuals. I think there's lots of people today in the economy who are um, who are helping you market, who are helping your business and your brand present itself, and you know good content marketing. I mean, we do some of that work as well. But what I feel is really uh, the opportunity that's often under uh, used, underutilized is for business leaders to engage um, in building, you know, their own networks on behalf of their companies. Uh, so that's a, that's a subtle thing with lots of, there's lots of built intentions and there's lots of challenges with that. Uh, at the same time, it's hugely valuable when business leaders learn how to engage their networks in a way that's that's beneficial to the companies they work for, um, and it it becomes a, a very powerful tool 
Um, and if it was easy, if it was easy for everybody to do it, you'd see a lot more people doing it. The fact is there are some challenges and you do need to work on your personal skills and you do need to understand the network and you have to have the right attitude to get the value. One thing I wanted to ask you about tips for people on LinkedIn. I, I've been getting flooded just this year with connection requests from people that I don't know, but who have other connections in common. And as soon as we connect, I start getting, I get a pounded with messages. We sell this and we that, and do you need, do you need that? And they're really not, you know, they're really not looking at as a, as a social network. They're looking at as just a place for marketing and sales. And do you think that's the way to look at these social media networks or would you look at it differently? I, no surprise to you, I would see that very differently. It's certainly possible for people to um, choose to do it that way, but it's not, I wouldn't recommend that. I believe that uh, you can actually, I mean, there is, there, there are ways to, uh, I think, authentically and genuinely and in a scalable way, find new prospects and build relationships. It's one of the reasons I focus on B2B social networking because most businesses that I work with, uh, I mean, let's face it, even big successful businesses, they have a limited number of customers that they need to interact with. And the relationships are often deeper with those prospects and those clients in order, uh, you know, you have to build better relationships in order to get people to the point where they want to buy your services. Even after they've bought your services, the relationship building is just as important in terms of ongoing support uh, and engagement. And, uh, and so I think you're really looking for a more of a quality, not a quantity approach to social networking that I would advocate. You would never approach somebody cold just because they have a few people in your network that are connected. I can't, I can't even tell you how many times I get, I get cold requests and there's not even a, an attempt with a personalized message to, to frame why we, would, we, should, we should connect. I mean, there's not even that very minimal kind of activity. And sometimes there is, and I always pay attention to that. If someone says, at least takes the time to write a personal note with their connection request, I will look at that. But my advice would be similar to what you, your experience has been that generally I'd look to see if there's any reason for that person to want to be connected to you other than the fact that they're trying to sell you something or they don't understand, you know, the intimacy and, uh, um, of the network. They don't understand how to have a proper business relationship on LinkedIn. Uh, and the way to do that is start by introducing who you are and, and why you're even interested in connecting to somebody who you may not know. Um, you know, make a case for that more. I mean, a smarter way to do that in my experience is if I want to get to know somebody, what I'll do is actually pay attention to what they're sharing online. If they're sharing nothing online, that sends a message to me that they may not be that active. Um, so that may not be the best channel to reach out to them. But, but if they are, then looking at what they've shared and paying attention to that, engaging with that is actually a way of familiarizing them to who you, know, you are you know, you've added some value, you've helped share their content, you've engaged them maybe in a conversation before you even initiate a connection request. Uh, And there's lots of ways to do that. Again, it's all about building relationships and not just trying to collect connections. Yeah, that's why I think LinkedIn stopped displaying the number of connections over 500 because people were just collecting them. Which I don't even understand the value of that. I mean, you know, I think 
LinkedIn has the ability for people to follow you similar to Twitter. They don't need to ask for your permission. They just say, I'm interested in you. I'm going to follow. And maybe that is a factor in, in uh, them, you know, being updated when you're sharing information or something. I think followers are, um, are, are an interesting uh, count or measure of somebody's people, uh, you know, people's visibility in their network. Um, but it, it's never been hundred percent clear to me why, you know, why you need, a thousand or five thousand or ten thousand people you're connected to. I mean, you know, all the science around networks are that there's 150 people in our network that we even have, you know, reasonable, uh, you know, familiar relationships with. Uh, so, you know, having a thousand people in your network, <laughs> it doesn't. You know, probably chances are more than half of them you don't even really know. Like if anybody asked you, it, you'd be embarrassing because you'd say, "I don't really know that person I'm connected to on LinkedIn." So why be connected to them anyways? Exactly. Yeah. And, that, and that's, that's all, all well and good. People don't really think about that. They, I think they thought of it as like a game. It was a gamified version of social networking. Let's just get the most connections as opposed to the right connections and, or connections that are, are, are relevant to what you're doing. If you're on LinkedIn, it's a business. So you want to focus on people in your industry. Why would you connect with people that are in, if you're in financial services like we are, you wouldn't necessarily connect with someone in oil and gas unless you were researching oil and gas for some reason, but yeah, uh, you know, so just grab connection just to have it isn't useful. And it's, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't cost anything, but still I, I try to, and when I'm looking at connections, I want I want people even in our industry who I think we, I can add value to them. That's what I think of it. And if I can't add value to them beyond becoming a customer of theirs, or they're selling something, then I don't accept their connection. Cause it doesn't make any sense. You know, if I get a lot of emails on LinkedIn from full stack developers and lots of marketing people, and you know, they're just looking to sell something that they're not looking to connect and, and add and share value, which is, right. which is what I'm looking for. That's right. So, yeah. So uh, tell me a bit about how did you get into this? You've been doing this business for 10 years. So what made you start the, the social advisory business? Well, that's uh, that is a good story. Uh, it's a good question to ask, and it's an interesting story because I I moved out west with my family about ten years ago. From uh, I was in Canada in on Toronto, and we moved out west to Alberta. And at first, I I was looking for a home based business opportunity because I uh, my wife was working out of the home, and I was the guy who was staying home taking care of the kids for the first year. And I realized that when they were in school all day, I had opportunity to build, do something, and I and I wanted to do it from home. So I essentially built built a practice, a consulting practice around social media, uh, various kinds of social media marketing and things. But over the years, it, it became refined around uh, influencer engagement, and uh, and and I focused on B two B companies, and I found myself uh, drawn into financial services and fintech because of some some previous career experiences that I had. So that's how it kind of evolved. You know, I'd say I, I tend to be a guy who's I'm looking for opportunities that are not overexploited in the market. And, and I think back in the, let's say, you know, between 2010 and, and 2015, even I feel like I was a little bit ahead of the curve in thinking that the financial services industry was ready to fully engage in social networking. And, um, and through that experience, I refined my offering to really focus in on what I thought was missing in many when they did when people did start embracing social media and marketing 
what they still were missing is is this human element of business development. We 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 all if we're in certain kinds of businesses that sell to other businesses, it, it's incredibly personal. It's incredibly social. Uh, you know, we build relationships. The relation, the selling cycle is very long, and those relationships uh, are are just not one-time things to sell somebody. I mean, those relationships often last an entire career, and people go through different, you know, jobs and things like that. And so that the relationship building part was missing from a lot of the social media marketing uh, that I saw happening, and and. Uh, Again, I mean, I've said it early in this conversation, I'll say it again. It's not easy to do it. And there are implicit uh, conflicts in many businesses. I mean, certainly in regulated financial services businesses with advisors, everybody's aware of the, the compliance conflicts that exist and the challenges of trying to conduct meaningful business relationships um, it, with all these constraints. But having said that, uh, it, it, there is still a huge value opportunity, and especially in this time when we've got you know, people that are all, you know, restricted to being in their homes and working from there. I mean, many people who could enorm benefit enormously by having high quality relationships online with, with all kinds of people in their network, uh, but they don't, they don't have the skill set. They, they haven't been given the, the tools to do it. They haven't given the training to do it. Uh, and, um, and maybe they feel they're even restricted from doing that in some way. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a passion of mine that, that, uh, I believe in, you know, people, I really do believe that the mind network is my most important business asset. And, uh, that network is made up of individual relationships with, with people that I value very much. So I want to find ways to contribute to add value, continue to add value to those relationships. And I hope you do Jay, and I'll be there to help you in any way I can. Craig, you're one of my favorites, and we uh, we have a great we have a great and robust relationship online. So I think, uh, as you as you do with many other folks too. So uh, so we do appreciate all that you do to uh, to help us with your insights. I'm glad maybe I, I helped my a bit best. today too. We're all doing our best with what we got. Exactly. Jay, thank you so much for being here on the program and, and sharing these uh, principles, words of wisdom. I hope everyone takes your advice and starts leveraging and building out their social networks now that we all got some time at home here. Yeah, and if you like this program and you want to connect with me, just send a little introductory note before you connect, and I'd be more than happy to connect with you. Yes, don't just bl blast him with an email. You know, say something nice. Introduce yourself. Yes. So you heard about the podcast and you want to talk. hundred percent. I welcome the, uh, I welcome everybody who wants to connect. Hey, it's Craig again. That was one of my best episodes. I think Jay did a fantastic job just being Jay. Uh, just my summary of the podcast. So Jay's three principles, uh, principle one, social networking tools are constantly changing. Principle two, your network is the most valuable business asset you have. And principle three, Always be opening, not closing, opening. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Please remember to like it wherever you find it, share it wherever you can, and uh, we'll talk to you again next time.